today's show. So, Snoop, I'm going to start the Longhorn Notebook with you today, Snoop. I'm going to give you the floor. What are All right. Just give me your thoughts on this game last night because I was watching it from a different vantage point. You actually got to watch it. I'm watching and then I'm writing, so I'm just kind of in this – just tunnel vision during right. the game. I can't really enjoy it like a fan can. Mm. So give me your thoughts from the, from the seats last night. Um, everybody was into it. People were standing up, and the people behind them weren't getting mad. It was a game where everyone was That's standing. A rarity. They, they, they were standing game. like you know they were into it. It's I can't. It's such a night and day between the Irwin Center and what this is. That unless you experience it, you can hear people talk about how awesome the new Moody Center is and how it's a cool basketball venue, but you have got to do it. As uh, as Longhorn <laughs> Bear says on the Specs text line, Texas finally has a real home court advantage yes. for a basketball game. Like I said, Gonzaga made that 10-0 run at the start of the game, and then Texas really stemmed the tide. The whole game they changed. Down jumpers. That's yeah, what I want to say. the whole game changed. If you go back to Gonzaga making that 10-0 run, uh, right before the under-16 media timeout, right before the first timeout of the game, Nolan Hickman knocks down the thing and then gets called for a technical foul going back down the court. Jabari Rice makes those two free throws. So then it's 10-5 at the under-16 media timeout. Out of the timeout, Christian Bishop gets a steal and a layup, and the whole game just completely changed once that happened. If you start looking at it, Snoop, when you break down the numbers last night, there's a couple things that stand out. One, Gonzaga turned the ball over 20 times. Texas got 27 points off of Gonzaga turnovers. Uh, Fast break points for Texas in this one. Uh Longhorns had the edge and fast break points. I think it was 12-4. I'm trying to pull it up. They're 12-2. Texas had a 12-2 edge last night in fast break points. You realize, Snoop, as much as we talked about tempo and Texas playing fast through the first three games, and granted, UTEP is UTEP should be a solid mid-major team by the time they get everything, all the kinks worked out. And one was against Houston Christian. Texas in fast break points through three games, they've got a 53-3 to edge in fast break points on their opponents through the first three games. So they are getting out and running because they're getting live ball turnovers on defense and they're scoring. Chris Beard, talk, when you hear Chris Beard talk about we want to score off of our defense, that's what he's talking about. Force live ball turnovers, push the ball, look for easy buckets in transition, and that's what they got last night, like I said, with the fast break points, 27 points off of turnovers. All of that leads to... A number that I think is going to be really key for Texas this year are the number of possessions they get per game. Chris Beard teams typically average somewhere around like 65, 66 possessions per game. That's 74 possessions last night. 1.26 points per possession for the Longhorns last night. You're going to win a lot of ball games doing that. And Snoop, what's, what's fascinating about this team is you look through the first two games, they didn't shoot the ball well from three. I mean, they were three for 22 from three against Houston Christian, they still shot over 50%. That just shows you they've got the ability to score in multiple ways. They don't just need to be a team that relies on a three ball. When you have a night where you shoot 13 for 33 from deep, that helps. Tyrese Hunter was on fire last night. I asked Chris Beard about this in the postgame. He's and, a G. And I, Tyrese Hunter? Yeah. Yes, we'll get to the guard specifically here in a minute. Well, actually, we'll get to it right now because this is he ties into the point I want to make. Along with Jabari Rice, who I've already mentioned, we talk about Dylan Mitchell getting the two dunks. Arterio Morris gave Texas some solid minutes. When I looked at that team last night, specifically Tyrese Hunter, 
I was just kind of not blown away, but it really stood out to me how the moment last night wasn't too big for him and it wasn't too big for Jabari Rice and it wasn't too big for Dylan Mitchell or Arterio Morris. And I think this goes back to the way Chris Beard has put this team together in getting Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. He got two guys at one at a high level in high school. Tyrese Hunter helped Iowa State get to the Sweet 16 last year in the NCAA tournament. Jabari Rice helped New Mexico State pull a first-round upset of UConn. That's those 5-12 matchups we always talk about in March, right? New Mexico State over UConn was one of those last year, and Jabari Rice was a big reason why. Uh, and he's played in a lot of high-leverage games. That New Mexico State program is a good program. He's played in a lot of high-leverage games for them. And I asked Chris Beard about it, and he did say, yeah. He said those guys, were they were poised, and they held themselves accountable on the floor. And that kind of stuff can go a long way. That took Texas a long time to find last year with so many new pieces. And they really didn't find a snoop. I don't I don't know that they really found it, found it until the win over Virginia Tech and then the Purdue game last year in the NCAA tournament. I think that's when they kind of really started to figure out roles and playing off of each other and how this whole thing fits. I think I think they bottom line, I think last year they figured it out too late. It seems like they've already crossed that bridge. They're already good as far as the chemistry goes, everybody understanding their roles. But I just thought the poise, the experience, the winning experience of those four newcomers. I thought that was so big last night in helping them overcome that early surge by Gonzaga, get back in the game. Uh, if you remember, Snoop, I think you remember the play. Uh, Texas come, it's uh, as as the game, things are kind of going back and forth, back and forth. They never got within, passed within three, correct? Yeah, they're kind of going back and forth, back and forth uh, in the uh, early in the first half. Yeah. And then Texas took the lead. It was a. 21-20 lead coming out of the under-12 media timeout. Christian Bishop has that drive. Defense collapses on him. He goes block-to-block pass to Dylan Mitchell for a dunk. Texas never trailed after that point. Uh, I like the way Texas shot the ball. Again, Mark Few said the biggest difference was the ball pressure Texas got last night that really negatively affected Gonzaga. And Texas dominated the guard matchup last night. When you look at what Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, Jabari Rice, those three guys in particular, what they did against Gonzaga last night. I mean, Hunter, talk about Tyrese Hunter going for 26. You realize Marcus Carr had seven assists to one turnover last night, while scoring 16 points. And then Jabari, man, Snoop. Snoop, I know I say it all the time, man. My favorite player on this team might be Jabari Rice. I just love the the juice that that dude brings off the <laughs> bench. He's one of those guys that, man, like I said, you look at him in warm-ups and you're like, well, this dude – uh this dude doesn't look like he doesn't look like he's much right, of anything. Right. And then you put him in the game, and he's diving for loose balls, and he's driving to the bucket, and he's knocking down shots, and he's locking people up on defense. Uh, that is an impacts winning kind of guy. Is Jabari Rice? Jabari Rice had eleven points off the bench last night. Thought those three guards, man, Gonzaga's guards just did not play well at all. Nolan Hickman had four turnovers last night. Uh, Rasir Bolton when. Texas made that run. They outscored Gonzaga early in the second half. It was 14-5. to That's when Tyrese Hunter really got hot. Dylan DeSue had a three, and I'll get to DeSue in a second. DeSue had a three in that run. Uh, Rasir Bolton got the game to the under-16 timeout when he, he drove drove down the lane, and I think drove foul on Christian Bishop, went up, got the and one. I was like, man, I was like, Rasir Bolton's had a quiet night. That was his first field goal. Rasir Bolton didn't make a field goal in this game when the outcome was still in doubt. Shot three for nine from the floor. 
Uh, Hickman was three for six. Like I said, four turnovers for Hickman. Drew Timmy had almost as many turnovers last night as he did field goal attempts, and that was another big thing. I know we talk about the guards, but the job that Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop and Brock Cunningham, and I think those three guys specifically, I think you go back to the NCAA tournament, and I think the fact that they did, they had to battle so hard with the size disadvantage against Purdue, to me, I think that group of that group of forwards, I think really turned a corner and really took a big step forward because at that point with Purdue's size, you, and granted, Drew Timmy's a different animal, but you, you kind of stare the devil in the face, so to say, when you face Purdue, the, the kind of bigs like Purdue has. I think that group took a big step. We're seeing what Dylan DeSue looks like. Snoop, I know you saw Dylan DeSue in high school yeah. when he was healthy. We're finally starting to see what he looks like when he's healthy. Brock Cunningham, at one point in the first half, had, had the seven points in a row, and including that great pass, it was a bad pass by Hickman. He knocks it away from Timmy, takes it down, and lays it up. Uh, you had the play towards the end of the first half where he and Arterio Morris uh, double-team Timmy on the block and and get the turnover. I, I, I thought one thing Texas did, if you look at Drew Timmy's touches early in that game, and I'll go back and watch the game at some point to, to double-confirm this. If you look at some of Drew Timmy's touches early, it seemed like he was catching the ball way too close to the rim, getting it, getting way too deep on his initial touch, and it's really hard to defend him when he's got the ball that close to the bucket. After that, they did a really good job. I thought the guards did a good job of making Gonzaga set their offense pretty high up, pretty close to midcourt. That pulls Drew Timmy away from the basket a little bit. It's easier to, to double-team him once he's, if he's catching the ball at the elbow as opposed to right down on the block. I just thought Texas did a really good job, much better, like infinitely better job defending Drew Timmy than they did last year in the game. So we'll continue to talk Texas basketball throughout the show. Before we take a break, I do want to get to a couple of things that are in our insider report at Horns 24-7, just a couple of football nuggets. There's been a lot of talk this week about Xavier Worthy. Now that USC portal transfer rumor is out there. We're not Nobody's oblivious to that. Uh, but our insider report at Horns 24-7 this morning uh, leads off with the fact that Xavier Worthy is engaged and connected with his teammates at Texas and doesn't appear to be focused on anything other than helping the Longhorns win. So you can get over to Horns 24-7 and read more about that. Another interesting, two other interesting nuggets. Uh, Kelvin Banks apparently has been working through a hand injury. That could be one of the reasons why Texas hasn't run to the left side all that much. Apparently it's been a little tougher for him to fit his hands to run block as opposed to pass block. So maybe that's something, maybe that's nothing. But keep an eye on Kelvin Banks. If that hand starts to heal, maybe they start to run to the left side of the line a little bit more. And as bad as Kansas is on defense, you should be able to do it. Uh, but I digress. And then Deshaun Jameson still trending in the right direction to be able to play on Saturday. But again, you've now you've developed some depth at that corner position with Terrence Brooks uh, coming off of a really, really strong performance against TCU. I mean, I, I think it's good for the young corners. He had a rough game against Iowa State, but Austin Jordan, you go back and watch Austin Jordan against Alabama. Uh, he played was in, in the high teens, low 20s in terms of snaps. So you've gotten some good reps this season from the two young corners, but it looks like Texas is on track to get Deshaun Jameson back for the game on Saturday. All right, we'll take your feedback on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We'll take your feedback throughout the show. But right now, we got to take a break because Drew Sanders, Vandergriff head coach, will join us after the break for the for our weekly coaches conversation brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer. We'll do that when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. <laughs> 